Hey everybody, welcome back to the Be Your Own Bank podcast. It's everybody's favorite time of the week, the weekly roundup. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in again. We've got some exciting news for you this week. We want to start by talking about all these athletes that are now accepting their paychecks in crypto. Ah, uh, yes. So we've got big time names like Aaron Rodgers, um, and he, you know, is deciding to take some, or I mean, some of these athletes are, are taking some, or if not all, of their of their paycheck paid out in in crypto, which I think is interesting, and we need to talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, well, and I think the other, it's not just athletes. We're talking about um, the n- new mayor of New York is taking his uh, first couple paychecks in Bitcoin. So it's becoming more popular. I mean, it seems like a good idea considering the fact that it is deflationary. So instead of getting paid in dollar bills, which lose value, as we say time and time again, 3% is the typical in, in inflation rate. But right now it's closer to seven. So it makes sense that these people, especially people of note, would um, would decide to take a percentage. Yes. okay. let's be honest. They can probably afford to risk that because they are making a lot of money. Like, for instance, um, the mayor of New York is looking at like ten thousand dollar bi-monthly checks. So that's pretty solid to make 20 grand a month. I think putting $10,000 into an investment strategy isn't as applicable to somebody like us or, you know, somebody working at Target, right? Right. The mayor of New York makes sense. Um, And not only that, but anyone can now accept their paycheck. And I think we talked about this on on a previous podcast. In, in crypto. There's an app called Strike. Um, the founder and CEO, Jack Maulers, um, said that anyone can use this application, direct deposit paychecks through Bitcoin, which is pretty cool. Um, I don't know if I personally would do that because, you know, I like to dollar cost average and kind of see it versus just receive it. Yeah. But I mean, it seems to me too, that it does eliminate one more middleman, right? Which is the whole point of this crypto space anyways, right? Is that now whoever your employer is, is taking that money. They're taking, you know, taking the taxes out, right? Cause they're getting, it's a, it's a bi-monthly check. I mean, even athletes do it that way too. So, I mean, that's the piece that I think a lot of people right now, especially are talking about because the market's been going down is that, Oh, well, Odell Beckham Jr. Had a million dollars, but now because he got paid in Bitcoin, it's only worth half a million. It's like, well, that's not really true because it wasn't that he got the million dollars when Bitcoin was at 60 K he's getting paid like everybody else gets paid. And so he's basically dollar cost averaging in. So he might end up getting more Bitcoin than he would have had he gotten that lump sum. Well, yeah. And if you're getting your paychecks now, you're going to be getting a lot more Bitcoin for less, less cost. And so, yeah, I mean, in a couple of years, his, you know, whatever their endorsement salary is 10 million is now maybe 20 million or 30 million. Well, and they're also doubling down on, on the idea that they're embracing crypto, right? So if somebody in the NFL, you know, Aaron Rodgers says, Hey, I'm taking Bitcoin. Then there's going to be a lot of people that follow Aaron Rodgers, right? Who are going to be like, Oh, what's this Bitcoin thing? You know, maybe I'll turn my, you know, 
cheese futures into Bitcoin. Well, and I, I, I wonder with this, because there's so many more, we'll call them celebrities because athletes are celebrities are. nowadays, um, getting into taking part of their salary. I wonder if, if there, if part of this is just an endorsement from like FTX or crypto.com saying, you know what, if you do this, you're going to get more brand recognition out there for us. So we'll insure it up to X amount or we'll make sure that you're still getting what you need. Right. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, I wonder if it's, if, if it's a bit of a ploy versus just them really being excited about crypto. I mean, I think there's some of both. I'm sure there's some of it that's, you know, they want publicity. Um, I would guess Aaron Rodgers is the case for that. You know, yeah. like he wants some publicity. Um, cause I've seen him do like commercials and stuff too, but I mean, Matt Damon's doing commercials. You got, uh, especially Tom Brady, right? He's the, the first one that I saw doing commercials for crypto and you know, he's involved with FTX and has a, has a share of their company, which is doing gangbusters right now. So yeah, it's, it's, I think it's great for the market as a whole. I think it's a good decision in the long run. Once we get a little less volatility in the market is that, yeah, you're basically creating your own 401k. You know, it doesn't have a price match by your company, but maybe at some point it maybe will. Maybe someday, yeah. You that'd know? be pretty cool. So, yeah, I mean, I'm seeing more ads for crypto IRAs on TV, yeah. on my stream. Um, yeah, it's it's crazy. And regardless of, of whether, you know, they're just getting endorsements or they're they're getting paid behind the scenes to to promote this. It is getting more people involved. Right. And I think Coinbase projects there's about 200 million people I think right now worldwide that are invested in crypto in some way or another. And I think in the next five, I think five years, Coinbase projected that that's going to hit a billion. So you know, wow. five times more people invested in this. Yep. That can only grow the overall value of of the market well and just give exposure like that's mm -hmm. what we're talking about we're just talking about it's not it's not this taboo anymore it's it's commonplace you know we're seeing it as advertisers now because they have money yeah you know crypto.com stadium that's huge well and and I mean from from the start usually a company has has sort of a centralized governing body that will promote it, you know, mm -hmm. will pay for advertising. But now we have these trailblazers, these huge conglomerates, crypto conglomerates that actually have the money to put sort of a, a brand on Bitcoin and and other cryptos to to promote it, which wasn't happening in the past. Right. It was just kind of more grassroots. Now it's right in your face. Yeah, as well it should be. Yeah, absolutely. Um, sticking with the theme of athletes, we have to talk about Shaq. Shaq has been in the NFT world. Ah, yes. Yep, he's doing some great things as he normally does. Wait, is he taking Shazam and making an NFT out of it? Ooh, that's a good idea. Yeah, it is. No, I don't think that's the case. Oh, okay. But he did mint 10,000 unique Shaq pictures, NFTs. Yep. Um, and the whole point of it was to take all the proceeds and give it to his Shaq Gives Back. Um, Love that. Yeah, his Shaq Gives Back organization foundation where the proceeds, and I think within a month, all of them sold. I mean, they sold way faster than that, sure. but he already has made $2 million that has been 100% donated back to his foundation that gives underprivileged youth um, access to 
to, to different things that'll help them. Wow. Yeah. I mean, in less than a month, like that's crazy. Yeah. So let's see over 408 Ethereum traded. Wow. Yep. And the price was only, you know, well, like and they're 40 not, or 50 bucks a, a picture. They're not crazy, you know, designs either. No, it's like Shaq with, uh, you know, uh, a sombrero on holding a pizza. <laughs> right. <laughs> or Shaq with uh, Oakley's on and some some random. Jersey. I mean, it, it makes sense because Shaq will sell anything, yeah. you know, printer mm-hmm. cartridges and, and and the like. Like yeah. he's he literally says no to nothing, which I, I kind of like the fact that it's so random all these things. But to just speaking of it from a philanthropic standpoint, that's amazing. Like imagine what a, a an organization, a charitable organization would have to do to, to make that kind of money in that amount of time. It, it's Im- almost impossible, I would say. Yeah. Well, he's using his, his celebrity status to, to sell this faster, but really it's, it's, like I say, it's it's greed. The people who want to collect these and maybe make a quick profit flipping, fueling philanthropy. And it's perfect because yeah. you think, okay, well, I get something in return. It's similar to any of those, you know, galas you've been to for for charitable organizations, right? And then they have, oh, they have the Joe Mauer bat and they have the, you know, Drew Bledsoe sled or whatever the hell it is, you know? <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I thought about that. Um, it, it went really cheap too, for some reason. Um, anyway, what my point is, is that they have to collect all these things, right? To sell them at, at auction, right? And you have to get dressed to the nines and you go to, and there's food and there's a show and there's, you know, there's, there's lots of favors and, and just to make money a lot of times for these organizations just to stay afloat, right? Is that to facilitate what they're doing, but also for overhead and all that. And now you're eliminating the need for that. I would say beggars mentality to get, get money for these charities. And the fact that they have to plan these things and it costs money to plan these things. Now we're literally just designing JPEGs of Shaq's face and he's signing off on it. Yep. And then we're taking all of that money and giving it to, to underserved kids. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. And I hope more celebrities, influencers do things like this because the work and the upfront cost is minimal. Right. I mean, these images aren't even that impressive. They're not at all. It's, I would say they're unimpressive. It's very, yeah, it's the same picture. And then they just have different attributes, different hat, different foreground picture, different shirt. And then it's just randomly combined to make 10,000 different variations. But yeah. I mean, there's, there's probably a hundred different pictures where Shaq's wearing a sailor hat, but <laughs> you know, they all are selling. Oh my God. So great. It's God, awesome. is it great. Yeah. So it's, I mean, this is the future yeah. of philanthropy. It in is. My opinion. Well, and, and even, even after they've all been sold, the philanthropy can continue because if people want to collect, let's say all the shacks holding a teddy bear, they can make it so that anytime a, an NFT and Shaq gives back is exchanged hands, 10%, 20%, 1%, whatever it is, is then allocated to the foundation. Wait, 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 wait. <clears throat> Explain how that works. Yeah. So because of um, how some of these smart contracts work, you can put in a, a clause that, that says basically anytime one of these NFTs is, is exchanged hands, a percentage of the sale gets sent to a particular wallet or a particular um, space. Yeah. So 
instead of them, you know, handing out, you know, cute envelopes at a, at a fundraising event. Now they're, they just have a, an, a wallet address that every single time these NFTs exchange hands, that's documented. Whoever pays the money for the NFT, the new person, they now, a percentage of that goes to the original beneficiary. So it's, it's in perpetuity if yep. they want it yep. to be. That's that, incredible. That's how V Friends works. Gary V, uh, a huge um, social media influencer, investor, whatever. He's a multi-billionaire. Um, but he created an NFT collection um, and 10% of every single sale goes back to him. So his initial sale, he made like 90 million. And then a couple weeks later, just between um, NFTs exchanging hands, he made another couple hundred thousand dollars. Jeez. Yeah. And he will continue to as yeah. long as people keep trading these. Okay. So there's the there's the greed application for it. Yeah. But I mean, I think he he has other philanthropic things, but yeah, there's the greed application. Yeah. Just that's the name recognition. So yeah. yeah. And if you're Shaq, he could have chosen to do that. Mm -hmm. But instead he said, no, I want to give all of the proceeds to charity. Yeah. So. Big ups, Shaq. Yeah. More power to you. Um, and then we got to jump into the metaverse again because that's going to be a big topic this year. I'm sure there will be plenty more conversations about it and we will be talking about it as well. But uh, Warner Music is planning to present a metaverse concert. So let, okay. me, let me rearrange that. So yeah. Warner, Warner Music, the label, they want to... They want to create a concert, like a, a live concert. Oh, yes. In the metaverse. We will put on a concert. Yeah. So we got to talk about that because what? Right. Um, the plan is to use Sandbox, which is similar to Decentraland. You buy up land using the native currency Sandbox, Decentraland coin, um, or it's called Mana. Anyways, you use that to buy virtual land. On that virtual land, you can do whatever you want with it. And then other people can create NFTs on the platform, put that into the game. Essentially, it's a it's a user created gaming world. So think of like Minecraft on steroids, and then everything is monetized. So Warner Music either rents out land, they buy their own land, and then they create probably a virtual stage. I I imagine. Yeah. And then yeah, probably sell tickets to players of the game. Well, they're they're creating like amphitheaters, right? They're I would assume so. Like giant. They can do whatever they want. Arenas for people to, you know, see Adele live in VR. <laughs> yeah, that that's how I yeah, picture yeah, it. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That's how I picture it. And okay. then, yeah, you fly to the arena and your your avatar and your so what your you, VR headset. So what you're saying is, I can buy tickets to a VR concert and I can sit on my couch. And now I don't have to put my flannel on to go to Mumford and Sons. You don't have to put your flannel on. You don't have to get an Uber. You can drink in the comfort of your own home with your VR headset and eat Doritos without pants. Even you don't even have to wear pants because you can just make digital pants. But wait, does my avatar not have pants if I'm not wearing pants? That's up to you. I mean, okay. it, you probably spent all your money in the metaverse on your tickets. Yeah. To go see, you know, Snoop Dogg. So, but how would that work though? So you like, probably don't have enough to to buy pants because you'd want you'd you'd still want that experience, right? That you're you're engaging in a lot because there's there's that atmosphere and like I feel like there w it would be difficult to still feel that atmosphere if there's not people around you, you know, breathing on your neck or smoking pot. Like yeah, I, feel I mean, like, it, it'll probably reduce COVID. 
Well, you can't we're going to have call. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you got to buy that at the gift shop. That's right. But I mean, that's the other thing. The gift shop is you'll probably, your avatar character will probably have, there'll probably be like a concession stand where you can get, you know, a signed NFT sweatshirt of Adele. Wow. And you pay in crypto and then your character, poof, it's, it's in your wardrobe. You can go back to your, your mansion, you know, take a selfie, show your friends. So I could, I could get my, like my cold play culottes, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. And then that, my avatar would be wearing those. Yeah. Your avatar would wear them. Um, and then my thought would be that I'm sure they'll have like VIP passes where at the, you know, $30,000 level, you get to go back to, to Snoop Dogg's mansion and smoke a metaverse joint. Snoop Dogg's virtual, virtual mansion. Virtual mansion. Sorry. Virtual mansion in his virtual pool with his, you know. What? Virtual friends. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. But, and ride but in his how, virtual wait, limo. How does it, how do they interact? Like, how can you, because if, if you want that VIP access, right? Because the concert idea is fine. But if you want the idea that you're spending a little bit more to get that access, because if you went to a VIP concert, you would potentially get backstage. You'd be backstage. You right? take a quick picture with, yeah. with Niall um, or all of One Direction. And then, <laughs> and then they'd send you. That's way, that's not my generation. <laughs> so that's why I didn't get that one. It's all right. We both say things we don't get. <laughs> <laughs> and then they'd send you on your way and you'd be right. super fangirl crazy. Um, so how would that work in the metaverse? Well, I would assume similar, but instead your avatars are interacting. Cause if you have your, you know, your yeah. VR headset on, you are the character. Um, and then Got you it. can see other people, you can interact. There's, you know, a sound function. Maybe you'd have some sort of uh, discord server that you tune into specifically with, Snoop Dogg or Oh, Adele. so you'd have a Discord server for the living room of Snoop Dogg's yeah, VR Yeah, probably. Mansion. Yeah, because you wouldn't want anyone else to be a part of it. It'd have to be exclusive. We're oh selling exclusivity God, here. God, that's so true. Yeah. That's crazy. Wow. Okay. So, but let's go back. That's cool. But let's go back to the, like, the music piece of it, the, the atmosphere, the experience. Because I would assume, you know, you'd want to have, you have your different tiers of tickets, right? So you've got... Maybe you'd have 3D cameras like in different places for like, cause I would want to see the real artist. I don't want to see an avatar. I don't want to see that, that TV show with the avatars. I don't want to see, I, see I didn't even like avatar the movie. So it, I mean, I don't want that. I want the real, real thing. You know, I want to see Billy Joel sweating. I want to see that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they could, I, I guess they could create some, they could have the artist on a real stage. Yeah. And then port that into the game. So you're right. seeing like a, a real video of or 3D video of this individual. Because yes. um, then that way they'd have their, they'd have the 3D cameras. Yeah. They'd have one in the nosebleeds. They'd have one on the main floor. They'd have a couple on the stage. So then the artist could come over and, and you know, and interact with the camera. So it looks like, oh, I'm actually getting this experience because I did pay a little bit more for my tickets. So I, I think that might be interesting to see. And then that way you'd have a certain amount of people who bought this level ticket, a certain amount of people who bought this level ticket. But I mean, really, you wouldn't have to worry about what row you're in because it's virtual. So any anyone could see the same visual unless they but really... But that's what I'm saying yeah. is they, that's how they monetize it differently is that, yeah, you pay, pay, pay the extra money to get that Billy Joel sweat. Like I would pay that. You would? Yeah. 
if I could sit on the piano, that would be interesting. That yeah, I mean, they'd probably have to have virtual security to stop that because, or some sort of collision barrier programmed into the game so that people can't jump up on stage and ruin the, the show. Yeah, that's a good point. There's, there's a lot. There's, there's a, a lot. lot to it. I mean, they're not even disclosing who's going to perform yet. Okay. Um, but it, it looks like from this article, they do own land in the sandbox. But I wonder if people are going to like rent out their land so that around the whatever they're going to build amphitheater or whatever virtual amphitheater i wonder if other people around will rent out their land to say hey park your you know your your virtual maserati on on my on my lawn and you can get a better view of the show yeah handing out virtual water bottles virtual water bottles yep Yep. and and uh waiting in line peanuts waiting in line to go to the virtual bathroom yeah yeah there's uh there's there's some uh (laughs) some fun opportunities i think (laughs) Yeah, but the other thing too is if the tickets are NFTs, I don't know if they're going to sell tickets or how it's going to work, but you could resell those. Be like, hey, I went to the first Metaverse concert. Yeah. Here's my ticket. So now now it's a collectible. Right, right. But does the ticket also have the concert included in it? So you could go back and revisit the concert? I don't see why you wouldn't be able to. I feel like that like would be re- important because that's the thing it. about concerts versus... Music videos, right? Because music video is the same thing every time, mm-hmm. but a concert is new every time. You know, you yeah. want to you want to see a new experience. You want them to placate the city that you, you live want in. engagement yeah. from the artist. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> this is where we're headed. So get ready, buckle up, buckle up, and get yourself a VR headset. God, you're gonna funny. miss out. So or buy Sandbox because it's low right now and. If that's where everything's going to be taking place. That's where this is partic- in, in particular is. So, It's still pretty rudimentary though, right? Sandbox? Um, I mean, the, the animation looks pretty good to me. Really? It's not cartoony? Well, it is, but it's... I mean, look at Roblox. Super I know, but cartoony. Roblox is geared towards kids though more. We're talking about bringing adults into the metaverse. So yeah. is Sandbox... Like, I feel like there's probably going to be a few down the road... Like um, higher resolution. Yeah. Yeah. Like what, uh, Axie infinity and, um, yeah, but that's, Atlas that's like, and stuff like Axie's those are like po- Pokemon. Oh, okay. Yeah. They're like little plushy characters that you have to buy in battle. So it's still cartoony. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, we're working on it. We're working on it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the roundup. Hope you enjoyed it. All right. Let's take a look at those charts. All right, let's take a look at these Bitcoin charts. We are still experiencing some bearish momentum right now. You can see on the daily, we have a death cross. We knew that was coming. It is still in play. You can see that we bounced off of the 33 area as a temporary support, but we are still in this no man's land. So I believe that we are just experiencing a little relief rally since we did go down so much. You can see that this resistance here between 38 and 40 is going to be tough to break. I believe we're going to touch it a couple times in the next week or two and then likely continue back down to 30. It's looking like more consolidation for the next couple months. I would say we come back hit 30, maybe between 30 and 40 for the next few months here. I don't foresee us regaining the 200 day moving average for quite some time. So if you are in profit on some of your positions might be an opportunity here to scrape a little bit. 
I still believe that 20 is probably our bottom. I think there's enough buyers in this 25 to 30 range that we should still be able to maintain this bullish flag, which once again is huge. So once we break out of this, which you know could be the end of the year, who knows? So stay patient, keep dollar cost averaging. Our total market cap is again in this no man's land. So I would see coming back into this $1.8 trillion range for the entire market and then potentially going lower. If Bitcoin goes lower, all coins are going to bleed. That's just how it works. So with that being said, let's take a look at our dollar cost averaging. I've got Sia coin. Sia coin is about a penny right now. It's towards the bottom of its range currently. Sia coin's a good option. Next, we have Omi's Go. Omi's Go is back in this bottom of the range as well. We could see that moving up pretty soon. And lastly, Cosmos Atom, A-T-O-M. You can see we're touching this bull flag. We broke out and we're coming back to touch the previous resistance as support. So Cosmos has some potential. And Cosmos hasn't been fluctuating as much as, as the rest of the market, which is good too. That's it for the charts, gang. We are the Bit Bros. Remember, we are not licensed financial advisors. All content is intended for educational purposes only. Please do your own research and only risk what you're willing to lose. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Thanks for tuning in. And just a reminder, if you feel like sitting down and watching a YouTube video for 15, 20 minutes is a lot, you can now check us out on Apple Podcasts and listen to us in your car. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. 